When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast, hosted by me, Brenda Gonzalez, a political nerd and nonprofit capacity builder. And me, Ana Sheila Victorino, a queer well-being enthusiast and mindset coach. We are a Latinx empowerment podcast discussing politics, culture, and how to keep your calma with well-being practices and self-love. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, Tamarindo listeners. You are hearing Brenda here in Mexico City. And who is with me? Delcy. Hi, everybody. Hello from Mexico. Hello. We're so excited to be here in Mexico City. We wish you all were physically here. So just imagine that you're in a beautiful city that's full of green trees everywhere, amazing food, amazing culture, Sending you a visual postcard for your imagination, okay? <laughs> yes. Let me just to tell you, right outside of the studio that we're in, there's a sign that says "No exista, vive." Yes, right? no exista, viva. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes, like yes, you, like you that. have to live, not exist. Oh, like, Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing our best, everybody, with our Spanish. But let me tell you, it is such a just an omen for what's coming on this trip, and so exciting to see. Yes, yes. So listeners, we're here because we're about to kick off our sold out Encuentro retreat. So that's coming in a few days. But before we do that, we do have some housekeeping announcements that we want to share with you all so you could save some important dates. So I'm going to have Delcy tell you about our first important save the date. Yeah, we're so excited about this, everyone. So we we've been talking a lot about just having more in-person events. And we were thinking since it's Women's History Month coming up, save the date, Thursday, March 28th, we will be celebrating Women's History Month by hosting what we're calling Amigas Blossoming, which Mm -hmm. is a celebration of mujeres and friendship making. Join us at the pop the pop hop in Highland Park, so an fun independent. To say that, by the way. It is so <laughs> much fun. Hop. I'm going to say it again. The pop hop <laughs> in Highland Park, an independent bookstore and creative learning space, and whose role really is to amplify community artistic voices in the area. And join us for a night of creating, of celebrating, and friendship making. So, yeah. if you're someone that's been thinking, you know what, I need some friends, I need some connections. This will be the night to meet some folks um, with similar. Similar interests. Yeah. And I want to say that it's like many of us, of course, we have friends and, and friendships really are really important. They're important for your overall well-being. And you can even live a longer, healthier life if you have healthy relationships. So I want to call out that many of you might already have amazing friends, but sometimes we, we enter different stages in our lives or we move back home, as the, was the case for Delcy. And, and maybe you're reevaluating your values and it's time to make and foster relationships in a new way. So that's who we're hoping to speak to. Uh, or if you already have an amiga and you want to talk about 
nurturing and having that friendship blossom, is the, bring your amiga as well. So please, this is what it is. It's a friendship making event. So save the date. More details coming soon. You always can go to tamarindopodcast.com forward slash events whenever we've got all these fun activities happening and that's coming up soon. So stay, stay tuned for that. All right. So the other announcement that we want to let you all know about, we've said it before, but just want to put it in your ear again, talking about travel and travel to Mexico. I want to tell you about an upcoming travel opportunity to Morelia for Dia de Muertos, October 29th through November 2nd with Alma Explores, a Latino-owned experiential travel company. Join us on this amazing journey as we observe these magical traditions, learning about the Perucha indigenous community, partaking in the local cuisine, and shopping local arts and markets. So if that speaks to to you, I want to tell you that you can go to almaexplores.com and you can use our special discount code. It is early tamarindo24 and save $50 while booking. So those are our announcements while we're here in Mexico. We want to make sure you save those dates because we love being part of your audio community. And if it just so happens that you can join us in person, here's some opportunity to do so. Yeah, so exciting. All right, so now we're done with housekeeping. So we're going to play a little game, Delcy. I hope you're ready. And we'll take turns. We'll <laughs> take turns. So for a little bit of fun and, and inspiration of, of a conversation, we uh, selected a number of random questions. And we're going to spin the wheel here in a, in a moment. And whatever question I get first, I'm going to ask it to you. And then I'll turn it to you to spin the wheel. And then you'll ask it of me. Okay. All right. You ready? And the only rule is we have to be as candid as we can possibly be. Sure. <laughs> or, you know, whatever comes to mind. Yes. Yes. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Here we go. Oh, my God. It makes a spinning sound. I don't know if people can hear that, but it's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> applause. Applause. <laughs> <laughs> so the question that you have is you have to defend your guilty pleasure in 60 seconds. That means ah. we, you're going to give us as much passion about your guilty pleasure. Okay. And there might be people judging you and you, you're there to convince them that your guilty pleasure is not a guilty pleasure. It's, it's like a great thing and everybody should do it. So I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock and you're going to I'm gonna tell you where you're, when you're at halfway and all that and you're going to keep it going. All right. You ready? ready? All right. 60 seconds to defend your guilty pleasure. Go. Okay. So my guilty pleasure is binging Star Trek. Okay. And I know that lots of people are going to have judgments about that. <laughs> they don't know the Star Trek is the best show on earth. And it is. And I'll tell you why. There are many different captains. So mm -hmm. if you don't know what's going on in Star Trek, they're going to space. And what's really important about that is that they're coming across all of these different cultures, different gender identities, different sexualities, different ways of living. And they're having to figure out how does that impact modern civilization mm -hmm. on Big earth. And Halfway so there, by the way. These are really important concepts that have been explored in the, since the 60s when this show first uh, premiered all the way to now. They're relevant concepts, really cool characters, really loving. We've got some groundbreaking moments on this show and a lot of the technology has actually come to fruition. Ooh, so if you are not... Foretelling the future, five seconds. Foretelling. So if you have not listened to Star Trek, you have to get out there and you have to become a Trekkie because Trekkies are the best ever. Wow. Amazing job. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I'm ready to watch the show. And you know what? Jeff loves that show. Jeff is a Trekkie. So you both have to talk about this next time you all hang out. All right. So now I'm going to pass the wheel to you. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I would defend something. Oh, okay. All right. Spinning, spinning, spinning. I wonder if it's going to do the clap this time again. It will. It will. Okay. 
Yay, Ooh. what question do I get? Okay, here we go. <laughs> what Latine pop culture moment delights you? Oh, I'm so excited that you asked because I, I'm very <laughs> delighted right now. I'm very delighted. And by the time you all are listening to this, probably old news, but it's so delightful to see the Miley Cyrus um Basically, from her performance at the Grammys, seeing her video, but on top of it is it's uh, over over her is Marimar music. It's like Thalia <laughs> performances. It is hilarious because she looks just like Thalia, like with the she's got this like '90s or you know early '90s or '80s hair, like big hair, and her her you know she's got a tiny waist, which is what Thalia used to have. So the the resemblance is uncanny, and I'm just delighted that I get that reference, right? That we get that reference, that our listeners and people like you and I get that that reference. And it is hilarious. <laughs> as as millennials, we get it because we we watch all of the novelas with Thalia. And as millennials, we also get it because we know Miley, you know? <laughs> and as as bicultural people, we get it. It is just so hilarious. And I, I am really taking a lot of delight in in that moment. So that's my moment. <laughs> I love that. That's We were talking about how much that tickles the brain to have all these different references that you yes. get at once. It's so much fun. I I love it. I love it. Let's do one more each. One okay, more each. So I'm going to ask you a question. Let's see what we get. Hopefully not a repeat one, but maybe it might be a repeat one. We'll <laughs> find out. Okay. This is a good one. This is a good one. Clap, clap, clap. What did your senior prom outfit look like? Oh my God. This is the worst question for me because I didn't go to prom. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I did go to someone else's prom. Okay. okay. And I, at the time, had zero dollars. So I went into my community, saw my network, mm -hmm. and I had a friend who had like a ton of these dresses for some reason. And she did my hair, my makeup, and let me borrow a dress. Oh, perfect. And the dress was iridescent green and purple so like Ooh, as you I love moved, it. like a mermaid yeah like a mermaid as you moved it was super simple I didn't have anything on it it was a really simple cut but as I you know attempted to dance on this dance floor <laughs> as a teenager it it like moved with the light which was really beautiful. beautiful and I had those little do you remember those like early 2000s, 90s twisties yes, with the I butterflies. Yes, I absolutely remember that I hairdo. totally rock that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rock, that's what I was rocking. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I know that we're not both sharing, but I'm going to share anyways. Okay. So I, uh, one of my favorite outfits, this wasn't prom, but this was like one of the dances. I, I think, I don't know, I think we're supposed to look like a celebrity. And I was going for Gwen Stefani at the time. And I did do the little twisties. I had a bob and I did the little twisties. And I had a sequence tube top that was turquoise Ooh. and a and a pink like satin skirt. It was one of the cutest <laughs> with like a denim jacket with pink fur. Okay, we need to like recreate <laughs> these outfits and take photos of people who are listening. I know, see. I love it. <laughs> Clearly, millennial looks. Okay, so I still now, think you can rock that. I have yeah, faith. I, well, it's all coming back. All right, let's see what you got for me. Last question. Okay, almost have it. Almost have it. Okay, spin the wheel. Here we go. Ooh, okay. Let's see. Waiting for the cheers. <laughs> okay, this is the best question. I can't wait to hear this answer. Oh my gosh. Tell me about an awkward or embarrassing moment that you've had, Brenda. Oh my gosh, I've had so many. I've had so many. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, let me think. What is like a really good, awkward or embarrassing moment? Ah, I wish I was ready with one. Well, this is the one that comes to mind, which is probably even not that that juicy of a story. I mean, I've, I have have had, okay, you know what? Okay, I just thought of a worse one. <laughs> I just thought of a worse one. 
And it, and uh, I recently experienced this again. So <laughs> I remember one time being like, I don't know, 12 years old in, in my parents' car and like really picking my nose, like going for it. And then noticing that a group of like hot teenage boys, that <gasps> I'm old enough to drive, obviously, not that young in terms of teenagers, like older teenagers, totally caught me. No. <laughs> so that was really embarrassing. That's such a human moment. Oh my gosh. It's so, I was like, ah, but very recently again, I was driving into my, my parking garage and I was like tickling my nose. I wasn't deep, going real deep like I did when I was a kid, but I did see a neighbor like turn the corner. I was like, oh shit, she totally saw me do that. And it's like a neighbor that I pass often. So I'm like, oh great. How embarrassing. <laughs> She's telling somebody this story right now. Yeah, oh my gosh. The well, world came tumbling down because she thought that Brenda <laughs> was not human. That's how I the moment, at the moment. Well, I hope you all pick winners. So with that, um, that was our fun game. This was our opening opening of this episode. This is a special episode. What we're doing is we're, we're doing a how-to. So this episode is a how-to nurture your passion. And we're going to start that in just a moment after this break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, so welcome to our special segment, How to Nurture Your Passion, starring Delcy. <laughs> I'm going to do my best, y'all. <laughs> and this, this special conversation that we're having is a preview of some of the content that our fabulous travelers are receiving in just a few days when they arrive. And we didn't want to have that be exclusively for our travelers. So this is us giving you a little bit of a gem of what you can expect at the next Encuentro when we plan it. Okay, so Delcy, first question I have is... How can making time for creative pursuits be beneficial? And in other words, why does it matter? Why should we make this time? I think one thing that's really important to know is that when people express themselves creatively, it's coming from a very deep place. It's coming from an emotional place. It's coming from sometimes releasing somatic needs that maybe you didn't know were there, right? The act of dancing or the act of moving or creating, right? And so I think that when we're in our routine day in and day out, sometimes it can be really easy to put aside your real thoughts, your real feelings, some unconscious things that are happening. And so the practice of creating space for creativity kind of allows you to sort of stay in check when it comes to checking in with how you're feeling and expressing some of those feelings, not to mention the the, the joy that comes with creation, right? And so I think it's really important for us to, to stay present. And if especially if you're not somebody that has time for a meditation or spiritual practice or going to therapy, for example, sitting around and like journaling sometimes can be pretty effective 
um, especially if if you're somebody with really busy schedule. Yes, um, I love all that you're sh- sharing, and I want to say that as a consumer of the arts and, and culture, I've been re- especially grateful for the um, the pause on all that we're carrying. I'm sure all of you are still carrying this um, of what we're observing global disasters, including a genocide that doesn't seem to have an end. And it's been very overwhelming to consume that news. And and I've been pivoting to watching a, watching a movie or really div- diving into a book. And it has made me really be grateful for the human need to create because it's such a um, nest, something we need to cope, to cope with the, the world. So um, I that's another benefit of I'm grateful that people that are creative are able to express and that we, I feel like it's a creative practice to appreciate the arts. And I'm really appreciating it right now. And I hope others are as well as a way to just take a moment. It doesn't mean that you are not um, aware of of what's happening in the world. It, It means that you're listening to your body and recognizing that you need that space to cope with what's happening in the world. Yeah. And, so I call and that sometimes out. people's art, you know, is a reflection of what they're experiencing or seeing in the world. Right. We've seen artists really step up um, during this time and creating a lot of really powerful imagery that has to do with what's going on in Gaza. And so sometimes it, that can be a very direct way, not just to express yourself, but to build massive community around or, you know, rallying people around an idea or a need. Yes, yeah. yes. And that's and, and, and that has always been true over history, that artists, of, of, of all the struggles and, and tragedies, there's always art. And art yeah. is a tool to, to get raise, raise, raise awareness, bring people in. So all of that. So we see so many, so many benefits to nurturing passion and, and the creativity. So what advice would you have for folks that are maybe struggling to identify what they're truly passionate about? I think we've, we've talked a little bit about the benefits. Like how does maybe like I kind of struggle with this. Like, am I a creative person? So like how a hundred percent. I just want to say people I work with Brenda. Brenda is very creative. <laughs> you know, I think the first thing I would say is like you have to sort of like unlearn what creativity even means, right? Because I think that turning um, sort of artistic practice into an industry, which I think is helpful for many reasons and, you know, people need to survive, right? Mm -hmm. But doing that created this idea that like somehow to be an artist or to create is not necessarily like a human ability, but more so the ability of somebody who's, who went to school or had some kind of practice or funding or whatever, and I think that that's the first step, right, is getting rid of that notion that you have to somehow be up to par in comparison to someone else. You have to be creating something that you can produce that you then sell or you share or, you know, that meets some kind of standard. That's really not what we're talking about here at all. A lot of the creative practices that I mean, I'm not the best I don't think, at a lot of things, but it it really isn't about that. And I think that would be step one. Step two, I like to go back and I always tell people this, go back to your childhood. Mm -hmm. What were you naturally gravitating toward? What was something that if you didn't have to worry at all about judgment or funding or time, what are things that get that trying, right? Naturally, mm-hmm. that you see them and you gravitate toward them. They bring you natural joy. Those those are the things that I would focus on when thinking about starting to think about passion and, and cultivating creativity. Yeah, revisit your inner child. That's yeah. really sweet. 
I mean, I think <laughs> I recently saw a, uh, a thread because you know, no one's using Twitter anymore. I recently saw a thread <laughs> and it was on threads and it was like, describe yourself as a child and what do you do now? And I thought of myself as like, well, shit, I use, you know, talk a lot. I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. And I think, you know, I used to spend a lot of time as a kid, like observing animals, observing insects for hours. I mean, I'm telling you, this is going to make me sound very strange, especially since we talked about Star Trek earlier. But <laughs> we're learning a lot. Watch, we're learning a lot. <laughs> I, I watched, you know, ant colonies and things. This is pre-internet, pre-cable, all the things. And, um, and I think that I am very observant today. I spend a lot of time watching people and their behavior and their interaction, and I end up going into psychology. So I think these things make sense. They do make a lot of sense. Okay. Now, what, what are some effective strategies for seeking out inspiration in everyday life? Yeah. Well, I think thinking of things in a different light, right? So, for example, one thing that's really interesting is like we're kind of already in all of these interesting spaces all the time. We're sort of already interacting with really interesting people all the time. It's just whether or not you've codified it in your mind, right? And so being intentional with saying, today I'm going to find wonder in mm. the everyday. It's a great example. Right? Waking up in the morning and setting that intention. Like, today I'm going to find what's magical about my day. That doesn't mean you need to go out of your way. You don't have to go to an art exhibit. You don't have to do all the things. Even right now in this space, right? You look at the colors, the blues of the wall right now in the room that we're in, or the fact that you match everything that we're, we're <laughs> what you're we're wearing matching. right now <laughs> yeah. matches. Every, make, you can think so much about the history of fashion or color theory or La Casa Azul de Frida Kahlo mm -hmm. because we're in Mexico City near Coyoacan, right? And so on. And so there are all of these beautiful moments of inspiration that can happen if you sort of have the intentionality and the mindset of noticing them. Yeah, I love yeah. I love just the practice of being intentional. And I love the prompt. Like today, I'm going to look for wonder. Yeah. Are there any other prompts that you might suggest for folks? That one's a great one. I love that. Yeah. Or like, um, today, I'm going to search for a community that I'm already a part of. Mm -hmm. That I think that's a really beautiful and important prompt. And this, and I'm reminded of this listening to you talk about your family going to their high school reunion. Yes. <laughs> because that's a really great example of a community you're already a part of. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times when we're talking about creating artistic spaces or artistic practice in community, you think you have to go create one or go find an official one that you have to be a part of. But the fact is that just by virtue of being alive, you've become part of all of these different networks and all of these different communities. And you can access them at any time in a way that's different than how you used them before. Mm -hmm. So a lot of alumni groups, for example, get together and do fun, creative events together and things like that. Maybe event planning is part of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that makes me think of our event. So I'll plug for our event because right? here's an opportunity. And also just our listeners. I mean, we really feel that what Tamarindo is, is community building. That's what it is. Like we, we, we're part of this audio community that's out there. That's all of our listeners and our folks that follow us and then engage with us and all of our, our guests. I mean, it's like a beautiful community of guests and, and our guests have led to other guests. So um, that you are all part of this network. The folks that are listening, you are part of this community. If you ever want to tap into our guests, tap into us tap into literally coming to our activities. These are also, these, you know, this is yours, you know, as y'all are listening, this is yours as well. Speaking of community, I mean, you've given, you've given us some like ideas on how we can tap into our local, anything that we're a part of. What, what is the benefit of doing this in community? 
Yeah. Well, I think for one, it's support, right? The the first thing is support because you're talking about something that's emotional, emotional practice. And so having people around you that are kind of engaging in the same like self-intrinsic, mo- intrinsically motivated practice and kind of raising their self-awareness, it's nice to be around people that are kind of in that same state for, for support. I think also there is something that happens with creative ideas where they sort of take flight when you've got multiple people working on it. This happens a lot with you and I, right? Right, Exactly. We have an idea and then you have an idea and then I have, and then we start talking about what it might look like, what it might sound like. And before you know it, you've built something maybe, maybe 10 times better than what you were going to come up with or something that is, that is more special because it's coming from all these various experiences and Mm -hmm. backgrounds. So I think there's something really beautiful to the community um, that goes that goes far beyond anything maybe we understand yet about what artistic community does for mental health. Yeah, I like, like what you're, I mean, yeah, we've given, there's so many examples of us all working together and, 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 and just seeing how being able to have a sounding board is, is helpful because not only is it, um, we might come up with something we didn't think of before, there's also things that we maybe hadn't thought of before or like um, pitfalls that we would p- potentially fall into, but there's someone else to help like point things in, things out. So yeah. there is like a benefit to doing things with the community. And also as you're describing this, I, I'm also like, as you're saying, like drawing inspiration from the world that we see. I recently saw a really funny TikTok <laughs> and it was a couple, they were having a date that clearly they set this out set this up themselves like in their living room and they did like a um they had all their paints and they were each doing like you know wine sipping wine painting together but they did it themselves and they're they chose to draw draw each other and hers was like pretty good and then he showed his it was like stick figure but it was adorable just that they i was inspired by this couple even thinking of this date idea so like see if you can create your next hangout with your friends as something creative. Yeah. And see what, so just cool. see what happens. See what happens when you do that. Yeah. I, I've had so many hangouts where I show up to someone's house and they're like, yeah, we have like four random projects and games that we're going to do. They just come up with in that moment and everybody has to comply. Like we all showed up thinking we were just going to hang out, but it turns out we're, oh, <laughs> we're doing wow, crazy things are, together. Are and sneaky. this is so much fun, <laughs> you know, so I encourage you to do that. Yes. I like, yeah. I like all these ideas. Now, um, what challenges do folks face in trying to stay motivated? Because you might hear some inspirational ideas now, but then I'm like, me da flojera. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think the main challenge, and I think I say this a lot, and I alluded to it earlier, is like, there is nothing outside of what you're already doing that is required, right? When you think, for example, like, I mean, me da flojera if I think, oh my God, I got to get fit. I'm like, oh my God, I have to go find a trainer. I have to go do all these things, right? But the idea of going, well, I think I'll just take the stairs instead or whatever, whatever you're trying to do, you can incorporate it into your already existing routine. So if you're like, oh, I don't want to go take an art class or I don't want to have to go buy like art materials and things like that. It's like, what do you already have in your possession? Most of us have a smartphone, right? Most of us have some kind of like paper and pens and uh, writing utensils. Most of us have recording devices on our phones already for voice recording. There's a lot that we already have access to. A lot of you already know how to use Zoom, for example, for your jobs or whatever. So some of these technical skills, they already exist. And your day is already infused with what you're doing. The idea of figuring out how to turn those moments into creative practices are really, really beautiful and important. And I think they can be, they can add to sort of 
the need for people to build practice over time, over time and not have to feel this feeling of like, okay, I have no motivation because I'm exhausted from my nine to five. And now I need to go, you know, go to a paint and sip. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's very, it's, and it's a challenge. It's like an ongoing challenge. We, whenever we hear like a, something that's good for our well-being, like creativity, watch for it feeling like a chore. Watch for like going back to how we started this. It's like we have to deprogram ourselves from thinking that I'm only a creative person if I've made a work of art and I'm getting paid for it. Yeah. Or if I'm perfect. It, it, you, you, everybody's creative and everybody can tickle that creativity. You know, it doesn't have to be like, I'm now the, the a creative, like, like literally yes. make that your, your definition is, it's just uh, uh, here. We're giving you all some ideas, some tools on how to maybe nurture that little part that is in all of us just a little bit, you know? Un poquito. Yeah. And I like that you said that comp compartmentalizing. We do that a lot, right? We're like, okay, we're at work now. So this isn't creative time, but it's like, especially if you're in leadership at work, talk about having to use creative thinking to solve problems, right? And right. things like that. So I think I think there's so much more to add to the conversation and these conversations are important to sort of change our perspective a little bit on what our days can look like. Yeah, and yeah. as you were talking about being a leader, I mean, we maybe you have your, your once a week team meeting. Like what, what can you do to re refresh that team meeting? Mm -hmm. There you go. Just you taking a moment to think about, okay, I think I'm going to have rotating facilitators that was already a creative practice that you thought yeah. of something different so we're always doing something creative and and here's some ideas on how to nurture that a little bit more what else do you want to say about the importance of nurturing our creative passions yeah i want to say that there's no age gap or age rule around this this is really important because um like one of the things that comes to mind for me is seeing a lot of the older members of my community who have been working extremely hard, right? In the community that I'm, that I grew up in and that I'm currently living in, there are people who have two, three jobs for, you know, 35 years. And so I think everyone deserves an opportunity to access their creativity and to access sort of the healing benefits of self-expression at any age under any circumstance. And so if you're somebody who has a parent or a grandparent that you're engaging with, like think about what would you do if you brought like a coloring book, Yeah, yeah. you know, or what, what happens if you bring like a puzzle or what happens if you start a conversation around like, their childhood or storytelling, things like that. I mean, there's so many different ways to engage our community members of all ages um, that can really build strong bonds and, and healing bonds across generations. Yeah, and just inviting them to do so. Yeah. This reminds me of um, choosing to interview my grandpa and taking advantage of the fact that I have like audio equipment. Um, and unfortunately, we had limited time, but maybe I'll get to do that a little bit on this trip. I literally asked him one question. And it opened up so much. So you'll be surprised what could happen, inviting someone to just express. So. Oh, my God. I love that idea. Some things y'all can do. Well, thank you so much, Delcy, for telling us some tips about creating your passion and nurturing that and why it's important. This was really helpful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.
All right, and we're back and we're ready for some rapid fire questions. Let's start, Brenda. I'd love to know, tell me a little bit, what gets your matraca this week? My matraca this week is the state of California is considering a revision to a past law that would make it better now for us to, as a state, to ban plastic bags. So as I've learned is that, well, actually we're here in Mexico City. Let me tell you, Mexico City, there's so many ways that we can be inspired by this city when you're comparing it to Los Angeles. I mean, the public transportation here is is amazing. It's remarkable. There's so many things. One of the things that they do better than us is that they've banned plastic bags and it's been a practice. So every time that I come to Mexico City, I know that I need to have a little tote bag ready for me to go when I go shopping because no one's going to offer me a plastic bag. And that's what I think we need to be doing as a state in California as a country, but at least California can lead the way. And California vote and voters have already asked for this, but there was a minor loophole where um, folks that manufactured bags said, well, what if we make like a really sturdy plastic bag that could be reused? So you probably notice that a lot of the grocery store bags are real thick, but unfortunately, folks are not reusing the bags. They're, they, they might intend to, but they don't. They don't reuse the bags, and those bags are actually require more plastic than the flimsy ones of, of yesteryear. So it, it ended up being a law that was ineffective at its intent of of helping the state reduce its plastic wow. use. But now, now there there seems to be a new bill that is going to get rid of that loophole. And so I'm very excited about that. So my matraca is to California, potentially leading the way on banning bags. And that's it. That's my matraca. What is yours? Okay. I want to talk about, I just big matraca to filmmakers that are bringing us footage that we can never even imagine. Mm -hmm. So recently I went to the premiere of this show on Nat Geo called Queens, which is the show that is a completely female led production team in Africa. And at least the episode that I saw took place in Africa and they're filming the experiences of female animals and how they survive in the wild. Mm. I'd never seen a show like this before. And some of the technology that they used, the fact that they lived there for years in these, you know, situations trying to get as close as they could to, to get the wildlife. Wow. To get this footage that really showed how these animals have figured out how to survive in the harshest conditions and the most challenging situations. Um, I was so moved by the experience of seeing that. And I, I was blown away by the effort that these filmmakers are making in bringing this kind of footage to to us right? from the magical, comfort of our right? homes, right? Is, yeah, like they get so close. I'm, I am always blown away by nature shows because of that aspect. So yeah. it was awesome that you really got to learn about Yes. What it takes. What it takes. And from a from a female perspective, which is something that I had never I'd never seen before, really. So super amazing. And and that's what gets my matraca. And I'm curious, ahora, y la basura? What do you want okay, to throw on the basura? Is, uh, <laughs> so it's it, my basura is I've been noticing lately, the last year or two, that um fashion, men are wearing these little beanies that don't even <laughs> come over your ears. And they look like little condoms. They're wearing like little unwrapped condoms on their head. And I just, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Like it doesn't cover your ears. I wear a beanie when it's cold to cover my ears. It it just, it looks unfinished. It looks like little caps, you know. I just, <laughs> so 
my my basura goes to that. <laughs> little little beanies that look like condoms. I have to say it doesn't bother me that much. Having spent a lot of time in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere. People <laughs> across genders, everybody was wearing these. And I oh have to gosh. say, I think I've been guilty. You've worn the little condom I think I've, I've worn the little Did it, condom Was your head warm at least? Like, is there a practical reason? It's more like a fashion thing. It's a fashion know? thing. You just, okay. It matches your shoes, you know. Well, you know, <laughs> good for them. I'm, you're not going to catch me with a little condom <laughs> Okay, yeah. what gives yours your, your basura? You know what? I want to throw in the basura maybe something a little more serious today. Uh, just what comes to mind. Love um, the balance. So, <laughs> yes. um, I just want to say there are so I so I work in workforce development and there are a lot of laws currently in place that really restrict people who are justice touched from accessing mm. opportunities. And this is a constant problem. Sometimes, you know, we do our best to navigate these situations. There are some laws that are being passed, have already been passed in California. And they're currently, um, I think they go through in August in in New York, trying to make sure that if you have um, like a misdemeanor or even a felony that is over a certain period of time or that you've been able to work through, that they would expunge that from right, your record. Right. Um, but I think we need more laws like that. Absolutely. Right? There are so many members of our community that have some of these you know, cases that have taken place long before um, they're trying to access these job opportunities, some of which have nothing to do with the job at hand. Right. Um, yeah. And to create sort of a higher recidivism rate by not allowing people to access gainful employment. Sense. It just doesn't make sense. And so basura to some of these old school ideas around around work and, mm -hmm. uh, and yes, the justice we, system. Uh, absolutely need to put in the trash and la basura any, any barriers that are in the way from someone being able to be employed. It, it really um, frustrates me that we have so many problems, one of them being homelessness. You know, homelessness is a huge issue in Los Angeles, in California, in New York, in every major city in the country. And there are a number of factors that contribute to this. But one of them is this, is the fact that, that, that folks, we already know there's all kinds of racist laws and why folks become justice involved. And then afterwards, we, we still make it very difficult for people to reenter society. And of course, the recidivism that going back to jail, that's what happens and, and accessing housing and access, all the things. So y'all, absolutely, that goes in La Basura. In La Basura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a little side matraca to some of the, the bills that have been uh, moving yes, along. The efforts that, yes. that are, the, the folks, that the, the lawmakers that are aware of this, that are changing this. Yes. Yes. Okay. And what's the last one? Inspiración, conexión, Brenda, what's making you feel connected to the world, to the community? Well, I mean, it's hard not to say the, where, where we are as the source of inspiration this week. I'm really excited to uh, get to spend time with you, Delcy, here in Mexico City, which is one of my favorite places on earth. And every time that I have a chance to, to be here, and, and, and even though you've been here before, but to, just to walk somewhere new together was such a great experience. In fact, yesterday we had a huge, huge walk. We had a, every intention to go to a really, really cool art thing. We got there too late, but it was still, a, I think the inspiration was the walk. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> it didn't feel bad that we didn't get in because we had such an amazing walk. So <laughs> I have to second that, you know, Mexico City is such an, just such a special place. Mexico in general, right? Mexico City is such a, a beautiful place. But one of the things that makes me feel really connected here 
is all of the street vendors, the the way that the food tastes yes. is just so reminiscent of my childhood. Like this morning, and maybe I shouldn't have been drinking coffee as a kid, but this morning <laughs> I had very, cafe very de Latino olla. <laughs> I had cafe de olla and it tasted so much like the cafecito that I would take a sip of, you know, from my family's coffee and things like that. And so feeling really connected to the flavors of my youth by being here is really beautiful. So and it's gonna get us through this busy day so. yes yes all right y'all if you like this episode don't forget share with a friend write us a review all of that it really we just you're part of our community help us expand this community thank you delcy that was awesome ciao everybody hasta la próxima bye bye ponte un suéter <laughs> oh, y saludos a la familia Tamarindo Podcast is Brenda Gonzalez and Delcy Sandoval. We are also the show's executive producers. Karina Riverall of Sonoro Media provides production support. Jeff Ricards wrote our theme song. The best way to support our work is to rate and review Tamarindo Podcast or share an episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com. Are you ready to turn your best ideas into a thriving online business? Introducing Shopify, your no-excuses business partner. You might not realize, but our podcast, More Than Mammies, it's a business. And we started it, of course, to talk about maternity, not to become an e-commerce expert. So yeah, we needed some help selling our merch and getting our start up and running. Another sale. Shopify is a commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. No matter if you are a garage entrepreneur or a big business, Shopify is the only tool you need to start and grow your business without the struggle. With Shopify single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere, giving you the insights you need wherever you are. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash sonoro or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash sonoro to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash sonoro. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.